You're listening to Locked On Now, NHL, local experts on the biggest stories around the ice. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. We've got our Locked On NHL host here to tell you everything you need to know from the night in hockey, and we start in Carolina for our biggest game. The Biggest Game. The Carolina Hurricanes held off the defending champions at home in a game with big playoff implications. Locked on Hurricanes goes over how Carolina took the biggest game on the ice from Tuesday. Hey there, hockey fans. Jared Ellis here, host of Locked on Hurricanes. And tonight, the Carolina Hurricanes snapped a four-game losing skid as they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 at home. And this was a very hard-fought game between two very, very good teams. Thankfully, the Carolina Hurricanes power play, who had been held off the score sheet for the past six games, was able to net two goals tonight, one from Marty Natchez, one from Tony D'Angelo, which really ended up making a difference in this game. Penalty kill was also perfect on the night, as it usually is, but this game was again very hard fought and in Tampa Bay's comeback bid at the end of the game. It fell short, but there was some drama after the game between Nikita Kucherov and Sebastian Ajo, which resulted in both benches clearing and the teams meeting at center ice. So this should make for an interesting game come next Tuesday when these teams meet yet again. So make sure you tune into Locked on Hurricanes wherever you get your podcast to stay up to date on all of your Carolina Hurricanes information. The New Jersey Devils hadn't beaten the Rangers this season before last night when they did it in convincing fashion. After a scoreless first period, Locked On Devils says the floodgates opened up for New Jersey. What's up? This is Trey Matthews, Locked On Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So, for the first time this season, the New Jersey Devils were finally able to beat the New York Rangers. In the previous games this season, the New Jersey Devils have actually played the New York Rangers relatively well. They were able to get a point in one of those games. However, they haven't been able to, you know, get those two points and finally get that win. This time around, the New Jersey Devils were able to one-up them and win 7-4. to four. The New Jersey Devils went Super Saiyan in period number two. They were able to score five unanswered goals in that period alone, and they made Shashirskin look outright foolish. Jack Hughes was able to get two goals late in the in the final period of regulation, which basically put the final nail in the coffin. It was a high-scoring game. It was 7-4, to like I said, and the Rangers did threat to make it a one-goal game in the final period of regulation with still plenty of time left. However, they blundered a two-on-one situation. The New Jersey Devils were able to answer right on back on a three-on-one situation, and that's what ultimately just put the final nail in the coffin. Great game all around for New Jersey. They continue to be one of the hottest offensive teams in the NHL. You know, goaltending and defense, like I said, high-scoring affairs, so that is a little bit of a red flag. But at the end of the day, New Jersey Devils are finally back to uh, just scoring and winning once again after dropping uh, three games in a row on a Western Canadian trip, 6-3 in all three of those matchups. So it's finally nice to see the New Jersey Devils back in the win column. After the scoring barrage from Jersey, Locked On Rangers tells us what went wrong in what he called one of the worst losses of the year. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? It's John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers here to talk about the 7-4 loss that the Rangers just had in New Jersey against the Devils. And this is up there with probably the worst loss of the season. It's a game where I'm still kind of at a loss for words, but 
I don't know if I've ever seen a hockey game take such a sudden, unexpected, inexplicable, complete 180 the way that this game did tonight. Rangers were absolutely cruising through the first period. They played a great first period. I thought they were very good for about the first five minutes of the second period. The Devils get a goal back. They cut the Ranger lead to 2-1, to one, and the floodgates open. And all of a sudden, the Rangers can't clear the puck out of their zone. Uh, they're giving up odd man rushes left and right. They're turning the puck over in the neutral zone. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, you know, it wasn't on him. They hung him out to dry quite a bit. Uh, but he didn't have his A game tonight either. And, I mean, that was that. The Devils were off to the races. And, you know, it's unfortunate because the Rangers obviously just made all these trades. You're hoping to start, uh, you know, the post-trade deadline era with a big win. Wasn't meant to be. I don't think it's the end of the world. But this was a bad, bad loss tonight. There's no sugarcoating it. Going to try to make some sense of it on the next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Do not miss it. The Washington Capitals lost at home last night to the Blues, and Locked on Capitals is hoping this isn't the start of a losing streak at the very wrong time. Hello, this is Dan Homey from Locked on Capitals. The Washington Capitals fall to the St. Louis Blues tonight, 5-2. It was a game that saw goals by Tom Wilson and Evgeny Kuznetsov. The Capitals, who won every game in regulation in the month of March, dropped two in a row. They hope to get back into the win column Friday night as they take on the Buffalo Sabres. Saturday night, they take on the New Jersey Devils. And then Monday, the big divisional game as they take on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Capitals have better be ready. Keep it to Locked On Capitals, and I will keep you updated on all the news on the Washington Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your team every day. The Detroit Red Wings put up six on the Flyers last night to put an exclamation point on a season sweep of Philadelphia. Locked On Red Wings breaks down why Detroit has had Philly's number all year long. Oh man, after a rough Western Canada road trip, the Detroit Red Wings come back and complete the season sweep of the Philadelphia Flyers, beating the night 6-3 here at Little Caesars Arena. And Jacob Vrana netted two in this game as he continues to stay hot for the Detroit Red Wings. He is just, ever since the trade, he obviously had the injury at the first half of the season, but he continues to just be the gift that keeps on giving for the Red Wings. Lucas Raymond had a one-time shot off a feed from Dylan Larkin, his 20th of the season, and man, how nice is it to have a rookie score 20 goals. And Alex Ndelkovich, his third straight good game. Um, he had a save percentage of 909 in this one. He continues to climb back after a, a stretch of just poor play. And then uh, the new guy, Oster Sundquist, had an empty net goal and an assist on another empty net goal. So, you know, a little bit unorthodox way of getting those points. But he has first two points of the Detroit Red Wing today. And Jake Wollman looked pretty good as well. So a nice bounce back performance from the Detroit Red Wings after a rough Western uh, Western Canadian road trip. Uh, Scotty and I are going to break down this 6-3 victory for you tonight on Lockdown Red Wings. The Flyers' woes this season extend beyond not being able to beat the Red Wings. And Locked On Flyers says the problems in this loss extend beyond the ice and onto the decision-making on the bench. Russ Cohen from the Lockdown Flyers podcast. Flyers lose to the Detroit Red Wings on the road, 6-3. They're 20-32-11 on the season. They got within a goal. I mean, Van Riemsdyk had a good game. Konechny had a good game. Atkinson uh, wouldn't really blame anything on Carter Hart. The defense was was pretty bad. And I, I, there's a lot of questionable coaching decisions by Mike Yo. I mean, one of the biggest is coming out of a uh, timeout to pull the goalie with three minutes to go and not even be able to hold the puck in the offensive zone, give up another goal instantly, then give up a second empty net goal. Like, you just took all the steam out of your team. Made made no sense. Uh, Keith Yandel was like a slow-moving glacier in this game. Nick Seeler played forward. Uh, 
you know, I, I'm not sure what they're doing out there. Maybe there's a little play development going out there, but not much when you're playing, you know, Kevin Connaughton and all these other guys. At some point, I wish it would stop. That's it. Listen to the show. The New York Islanders won thanks to a first-time shutout from their goalie and net. Locked On Islanders has the details. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Isles blank the Ottawa Senators 3 to nothing at the UBS Arena. Simeon Barlamov, 24 saves to get the shutout his first of the year. And a solid all-around effort by Barlamov, who finally got that shutout and, and a little bit of support. Wasn't the most artistic game, wasn't the most exciting game, but Scotty Mayfield finally broke the tie midway through the third period. And then a late goal and an empty net goal clinched the win for the Islanders. It wasn't pretty, but it was a nice two points to get. This team is winning more hockey games recently, but not going to make the playoffs anyway. Still want to take what you got and build on it. Uh, and an overall solid defensive effort for the Islanders. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. The Dallas Stars used three goals in the third last night to hold off the Edmonton Oilers in Dallas. Locked On Stars goes over the win and the playoff implications as their regular season winds down. With tonight's victory, the Dallas Stars move back into a Western Conference playoff spot. What's up, everybody? Dane Lewis here with the Locked On Stars podcast, coming to you after the Dallas Stars 5-3 victory over the Edmonton Oilers at home. Only four home games in the month of March for the Dallas Stars, but they made the most of this one, getting the gutsy 5-3 win over Connor McDavid and company. And the top line is now fully back, folks. We saw a goal from Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, and Rupe Hintz. All three guys find the back of the net. And Tyler Sagan gets his 300th career NHL goal with an empty netter to seal the deal for the Dallas Stars. And like I said, with their win and a Vegas Golden Knights loss to the Winnipeg Jets, the Stars now have a firm hold on the second Western Conference wildcard spot, now chasing Nashville for the first wildcard spot out west. This is a monumental game, monumental win for the Stars as it puts them in a great position going into their next matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. They have games in hand on teams like Vegas and Edmonton, and this was one of those games that they needed to come out and win in order to keep pace in this super crowded playoff pursuit. Uh, and so monumental win for the Dallas Stars. Big night for the top line. Big night for Tyler Sagan. Congratulations to him. And a big swing for the Stars at the end. It seemed like hope might be lost. They were down two to three. Uh, and then they score three unanswered goals. First, Rupe Hintz ties the game. Then Dennis Gurionov takes the lead for the Stars. And then, of course, Tyler Sagan closes things out with his empty netter. Jake Ottinger continues to do Jake Ottinger things, making some fantastic saves all night long. Really loving what we're seeing from number 29. Even though he now does have an official backup in Scott Wedgwood, still love to see the high production from the kid, Jake Ottinger, in the crease for the Stars. If you want more information on this game and the Dallas Stars, be sure to check out the Locked on Stars podcast coming out every Monday through Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast at. The San Jose Sharks beat the Flames on the road in comeback fashion to shock the fans in Calgary. Our Locked on Sharks host is in to tell you how San Jose scored three unanswered to steal the victory. The Sharks complete the comeback in Calgary. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks, and the Sharks come back uh, from a 3-1 deficit to beat the Flames 4-3. to uh, They scored one goal to end the second period, and they scored two more in the 28 seconds in the third period to finish off the comeback. James Reimer 
the the turning point in this game, James Reimer stopping a penalty shot on Gaudreau. And from there, the Sharks really kind of found their legs and, and took it to the to the Leafs. So and then uh, Reimer at the end, facing an onslaught, does what Reimer does and, and seals the win for the Sharks. So the big news coming out of this game, though, is going to be Timo Meyer's injury. He left in the third period with a knee injury. And, you know, that this if Timo Meyer is done, you can basically put a bow on the season. So we'll have a full recap of tonight's game um, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Sharks. So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check us out on YouTube as well. That's all for today on Locked On Now NHL. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, go and make your second listen Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker, and this has been Locked On Now, Locked On, your team every day.